yes, 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 yes. Tap in, tap in, tap in. This is your host, Coach Luke. Welcome to another fabulous episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And yes, we're in episode 12 right now. It's a wonderful day. It's TGIF. How's everybody doing out there? Especially my listeners. I really, I really am very appreciative of all of the listeners that tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7 to 8. I never really said that before, but this is a beautiful, beautiful thing. When we first started the podcast, we didn't know which direction we were going to go in. We didn't know how we were basically going to break down the format, but now we're off and rolling and we're transcending up. And I really, really appreciate you guys for tuning in and being loyal to all things basketball podcasts. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing, man. All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap on in. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in once again on All Things Basketball Facebook. If you need good training, you know what to do. Hit that email button. We got good coaches and good trainers that will come to you. All you got to do is leave your information. Well, let's get into Episode 12. The name of Episode 12 is One Down. One down, and you know what I mean when I when Coach Luke says one down. You guys know what I mean, and we're talking about the NBA Finals. We're one with three games away from Coach Luke predicting the NBA champions. But hey, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. It's just one game. There's a lot of adjustments. There's a lot of things that's going to go on on both sides. The defending champions are going to do their homework. And, of course, the Toronto Raptors, Coach Luke's pick is going to do their homework, and they're going to meet in game two on Sunday. But we'll get into the the situation with the NBA Finals just a little bit later on when we do the NBA Finals recap. So right now what we're going to get into is – the Brooklyn Nets. Now, we talked a little bit about the D'Angelo Russell situation, um, you know, him being stopped in customs, you know, with a, a jar of marijuana. And, um, you know, we didn't get really deep because there was not enough information from the Nets or from the Brooklyn Nets office to get deep. I mean, they've really been mums the word on D'Angelo Russell. But one of the things that I'm finding out is, is when you start making comments about Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker, and now we're starting to hear a little something about Mike Conley, you know. And so, you know, one of the things that, that I'm wondering, are they shopping D'Angelo Russell quietly? Sometimes teams don't even mention what they want to do with a player until it's it's right up on you. And then we say, oh, wow, they traded this guy? I thought he was the staple of the team. Well, we all know that D'Angelo Russell had an excellent season, and he's an excellent young talent in the NBA. In fact, he had his best year this year, this past year. He was an all-star. I mean, he led the Nets to the playoffs, uh, and, and he just played excellent basketball. He played excellent basketball. He was injured for a little while, and then Spencer Dinwiddie came in and did his thing. But I, I, I really feel like they signed Spencer Dinwiddie more as a combo guard. I look at Spencer Dinwiddie more as a combo guard as opposed to a point guard, and that's where D'Angelo Russell kicks in. He can play. He's he's also a combo guard, but he can really play some point guard when he puts his mind to it, and he led the New Jersey Nets to the playoffs. And so I'm kind of confused. Coach Luke is a little bit confused at the fact that right now what's coming out of the Nets building are, are several free agent guards' names. Like the last one I just said was Mike Conley. We heard about Kemba Walker. We heard about Kyrie Irving. So now, we, you know, we're wondering, are they shopping D'Angelo Russell? Are they um, fed up with a few of the little hiccups that he's had? You know, some organizations don't tolerate those things, and some do. I mean, I haven't really heard too much from the Brooklyn Nets as far as 
being in the newspapers and things of that nature until D'Angelo Russell put on a Brooklyn Nets uniform. So maybe the organization is not trying to stare that way, trying to stay out of the media. I mean, as far as bad press is concerned, they might be a team that frowns on bad press. Now, there's some teams that frown. Well, actually, I feel all teams frown on bad press. It's the teams that want to tolerate it uh, in comparison to the talent, all right? And there are a lot of teams that will say, hey, I don't care how talented you are. If we're getting bad press, then we're going to trade you. So what I'm looking at, what Coach Luke is looking at right now is that with all of these names, all of these point guard names coming up out of the the, the Brooklyn Nets building, it's starting to look like, I mean, you know, they might be shopping D'Angelo Russell. But then again, you know, um, Sean Marks, who's the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, already came out and said, no one at this point is untouchable on our team. Now, I find that funny because D'Angelo Russell is an all-star. So what you're saying is that your all-star is not untouchable. He can be touched. So, you know, that's that's one thing. Now, he was the only all-star on the team, but you would think that he's young. He, he's got a lot to give. He, he hasn't been in the league long. Now, he has, like, I, like Coach Luke said, he's had a few hiccups. And again, some organizations frown upon these type of hiccups, you know. And when I mean hiccups, little incidents like the one at the airport. You know, and when he was uh, a Los Angeles Laker, the incident that he had um, with Nick Young, you know. So, you know, he's had some glaring incidents that that will shine a negative light on him a little bit. You know, are they big? Are they big and irremountable or big like that? I'm not sure. I mean, it depends on the organization. It depends on the organization and how they feel about the situation at hand. But I'm I'm looking at it from a, a distance. And when you start naming other free agent point guards, you're trying to make a move. But you're not telling the media you're trying to make a move. But you're really trying to make a move. Now, one of the one of the things that has come out of the Brooklyn Nets building is they're trying to sign two max players. The names that's being mentioned are Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis. They're trying to pair Kyrie Irving and Anthony Davis in the Brooklyn uniform for next season. Well, everybody wants Kyrie Irving and everybody wants Anthony Davis. So I guess the Brooklyn Nets are just putting their hat in the ring. And, you know, that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. Mitchell Robinson of the New York Knicks, an outstanding young talent, outstanding. And you know Coach Luke is a big New York Knicks fan. And I love me some Mitchell Robinson, seven feet tall, long arms, can run the floor. I mean, you know, his upswing. And when I mean upswing, he can only get better. He's just a young, young pup in the NBA. And he's been working with... um. DeAndre Jordan, once DeAndre Jordan was traded to the Knicks from Dallas, and you can really see the difference in Mitchell Robinson's game since he started working with DeAndre Jordan. Now, I happen to hear through the grapevine that him and DeAndre Jordan are constantly working out in the offseason, weight weight workout, weight regimen, as well as basketball workouts. But I'm hearing something else. Mitchell Robinson, who's a native of New Orleans, which is a, the great, great state of New Orleans, Louisiana, is now getting ready to go to Akeem Olajuwon, the great legend Akeem Olajuwon and Hall of Famer. He's going to his big man camp, and that's wonderful. It shows that Mitchell Robinson is not sitting on being selected as the, in the second rookie or rookie team because he made the second all-rookie team. He's not sitting on that. 
He wants to improve. Mitchell Robinson wants to get better. And getting better is definitely showing up at Akeem Olajuwon's big man camp. It's been running for some time now, and he brings in the young guys that are big men, 6'10", preferably, and up. You have to be that tall to go to the big man camp, or you really don't have to be that height, but you have to be a, a player that works in the post, a player that performs down low, a player that is in the interior. Akeem Olajuwon really doesn't work with the guards, the point guards, the shooting guards, you know, and things of that nature. He'll work with forwards from what I understand, but he really, really likes to focus on the young seven-footers and centers and things of that nature, and that's why it's called the big man camp. And so Mitchell Robinson of the New York Knicks will be attending the big man camp that's run by Akeem Olajuwon. And boy, I would love to see what Mitchell Robinson grabs the knowledge from Akeem, a Hall of Famer, and bring back to New York and be ready to play next season. The Utah Jazz have hired a big PR firm. I actually was trying to find, Coach Luke was actually trying to find out the name of the PR firm, but what's going around in the NBA is that the Utah Jazz have to clean up their act, have to clean up their image, you know what I mean? And one of the things that they have to clean up is when visiting teams go to Utah, they are harassed, names are called, racial slurs are out there too. These are some of the things that's coming back from some of the players. And so in the in the um, small scheme of things, the ownership in, in the Utah building is hiring a public relations firm, a big-time public relations firm, to try to bridge the gap. Well, at least Utah, the Utah Jazz, and you know, they're building and trying to do something. You know, I don't know how much it'll work because Utah – you know, um, has always kind of been a little fickle, you know. Um, and a lot of players uh, will say, I'll play anywhere except for Utah. And that's alarming. That's alarming because it's a professional team. And if they draft you, then you should go there gladly and perform. And a lot of players do. A lot of players do. And a lot of players love the team and love the area, but then there are a lot of players that have complained, and they've not only complained, they've put in complaints to the NBA front office in downtown Manhattan about the Utah fan base, the Utah uh, um, building, the, 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 the arena that they play in, the courtesy and how people treat them around the, the neighborhood and in the hotels and you know, and so that's very, very alarming. And it seems like a much bigger issue than any PR firm can handle. It has to start within, and it has to start from ownership to players to the front office and to the arena. The, you have to screen the people that you hire. You have to screen the people. You have to find out that they are excellent, excellent people that don't have any malice and don't have any racial overtones within them, you know, and, and are able to treat everybody equal, you know, and, you know, that's what's going to have to happen. So I don't know how much this PR firm is going to help the Utah Jazz, but at least they're really trying to do something. Once again, Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. If you need good training, you guys know what to do. Hit the email button. We got great coaches on deck and will help you progress in your game. And it's good to do it now so that by next season, you'll be off and running. And you can say, hey, the way that I got better, I tapped that email button on All Things Basketball Podcast. And I got with some great coaches and I worked my behind off, and now I'm playing this season at a whole different level.
The Los Angeles Clippers have made a comment. I think the Los Angeles Clippers, like everybody else, have been watching one Kawhi Leonard perform at a high, high level. And like Coach Luke said, I really don't think Kawhi Leonard's going to go anywhere. And especially if they win the championship, then I really feel he's going to sign a max deal with the Toronto Raptors. But I personally, just me, looking at the tea leaves, I don't think Kawhi Leonard's going to go anywhere. But let's get into what the Clippers are saying. The Clippers are still saying they're going to push the, the Kawhi Leonard, not Kevin Durant, but Kawhi Leonard is the number one free agent that they're going to push hard for. They also know that he's a California boy. He, he stated before he went to Toronto that he wanted to play in his home state, but that was before the trade to Toronto. And so now I believe the Clippers are looking at what's going on with Kawhi Leonard and the success he's having and the way that the Toronto Raptors have embraced him and made him feel good. And I, I'm going to tell you, I really feel this is the happiest I've seen Kawhi Leonard in the last four years. In the last four years. He's smiling. He's laughing. He's very loose on the court. And he's performing at a high, high level. And when you're comfortable, you do your best work. And that's what we're seeing from Kawhi Leonard right now. He's very comfortable in the Raptors building. He's very comfortable with the coaching staff. He's very comfortable with his teammates. That means a lot. That that takes you to a whole different level. You start performing to, at a whole different level. Now, Kawhi Leonard has always been an exceptional player, and he's always performed at a high level. But it's the, it's the level of comfortability, you know, just like anybody else. You want to feel comfortable in your workplace. And for Kawhi Leonard, the workplace is, his co is the basketball court. The workplace for Kawhi Leonard is the basketball court. And he really looks like he's, a load is off of him, you know, because I can remember when he was the last few years in San Antonio, you could tell that Kawhi Leonard was not happy at all. You could really tell that he was not happy at all in a San Antonio uniform. But now looking at Kawhi Leonard, you can tell that he's very, very happy with the Toronto Raptors situation that he has. And I just don't believe he's going to budge. I think he's going to sign the max deal. He's going to sign the max deal with the Toronto Raptors. But the Clippers are not deterred. They're going to push. And of course, you know, the, the, the owner of the Clippers has billions and billions of dollars. Again, I don't know if that's going to make the deciding factor for Kawhi. I don't, I, I don't know because I also believe Kawhi can get the max from any team. All he has to do is point at a team. He's so hot right now. He's such a hot, uh, a brand in the NBA. All he has to do is say, Hey, I want to play there. And that team will have, will have no choice but to get the max money to give to them. But the Clippers have a ton of money that they can give. And one of the avenues that the Clippers hold, and as like, like in episode 11, me and Soul playing Dirk, you know, and we had a wonderful conversation with Soul playing Dirk. We had a wonderful show once again, but like we was, me and Soul playing Dirk were talking. Home is home, and it tugs at you. Home is home, and it'll tug at you. So the Clippers have a ton of money, and they happen to be in his home state. So that that does that does um, pan for something. When when you look at it, it, it it's going to hold some weight. It's going to hold some weight, you know. But I I just believe Coach Luke just believes that Toronto is the place for Kawhi Leonard. And I think, you know, and especially, again, like if they win the championship, then he's, I really believe he's going to stay. Because why would he leave? Why would he leave after you win the championship and you're going to have an opportunity to come back next season and win another one? Why would you leave?
Once again, tap in. You know what you got to do, people. Tap in, share, download, like All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. You all right? Share your comments, download, like. Let's do it. Come on. It's for you, people. I love it. I love it. You got to love it. We're giving you good, good stuff, good content product right here. It's wonderful. The question is Kobe White at UNC, University of North Carolina, or Cole Anthony, also at the UNC, University of North Carolina. Both excellent guards. Both excellent point guards. Now, earlier in, in my one of my earlier podcasts, I was telling you that Kobe White attended the NBA Combine, and he was one of the most shining point guards that were out there. But again, I also, Coach Luke also said he didn't know where I didn't know whether Kobe White would be leaving college. So now it's starting to look like Kobe White will still be at the University of North Carolina. In comes Cole Anthony. The number one player in the country, Cole Anthony, is going to be at the University of North Carolina also. So the question that's going around is, who's going to be the starting point guard? Well, both guys can play a little bit of combo, which means they can play a little off the ball or they can dominate the ball at point. Now, both guys are point guards. But I'll tell you, Cole Anthony can can play off guard and be just as effective at off guard as point guard. All right? I'm not too sure whether Kobe White can be as effective at the off guard, at the shooting guard, rather, as opposed to the point guard. I think Kobe White is more of a pure point guard. All right? Now, Cole Anthony is just, just as good at point guard. Like I said, Cole Anthony has no weaknesses. He's the number one player, high school player in the country for for a reason. He can play point guard as well as off guard. So I think, you know, they're going to play both those guys equally. Both of them. You have two great talents, two young, talented guys. I don't think Roy Wood, Coach Williams, is going to shuffle those guys at point and have someone else play the off. It behooves you, and I'm not, you know, hey, it's up to Coach Roy Williams. He's a great, great coach. He'll figure it out. This is a problem that most coaches would want. <laughs> Both those guys are excellent, but I do believe that Kobe Kobe White is a more is more of a pure point guard. I mean, that's his position. All right? And then Cole Anthony is also excellent, excellent, excellent talent and an excellent point guard. But you can put Cole Anthony off the basketball and he will excel just as well. So I think, you know, when you look at it, you're going to be using Cole Anthony at both positions. And I really believe for the University of North Carolina to be successful, both those young men need to be on the floor. Both of them need to be on the floor for the University of North Carolina. That's just my Coach Luke's opinion. That's just Coach Luke's opinion. You know, and I only have one opinion, but it's an opinion that comes from a, a good basketball mind. And I don't like to toot my horn too much, but I think you need both those guys on the floor for the University of North Carolina to be successful. Well, we mentioned earlier about the Brooklyn Nets uh, adding Mike Conley, all-star point guard from Memphis, from the Memphis Grizzlies, adding his name in the fray along with Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving. Because now, coming out of the Memphis building is that Mike Conley wants out. 
Mike Conley wants out of Memphis. And, you know, we saw this coming once Memphis got the number two pick at the lottery, at the draft. We saw this coming. The minute they would, minute they got the number two pick, everything became John Morant. John Morant, John Morant, all over the place. And, you know, here's Mike Conley, uh, a veteran all-star player. He's not chopped liver. Mike Conley's a heck of a ball player. I mean, he's on the last stages of his career, but Mike Conley is still can play some basketball, people. And so he's feeling a little offended, and he wants out of Memphis, you know? And so, you know, most guys, you know, you know, they don't take it this way. But again, it depends on the individual. Mike Conley has given a lot of years to the Memphis Grizzlies, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And from what he's saying, he's feeling a little disrespected right now, a little disrespected. You talk, people are talking about, hey, trade him. We got John Morant now. We can let Mike Conley go. Well, hold up, Memphis. You were just giving him a standing ovation. All right? And so that's the thing that, that could hurt a player's feelings and make that player like Mike Conley, again, an all-star point guard, Mike Conley, want out. He wants out. He also cited that he hasn't been in close communication with the Memphis Grizzly Brass. So they're kind of making themselves distant from Mike Conley right now. And, you know, all it takes is to be honest. Hey, listen, Mike, thank you for your services, but we're getting ready to pick a transcending player, a a flamboyant point guard, a young man that's going to fill these seats in John Moran, and we're going to trade you. We're going to trade you. He deserves that. Memphis, Mike Conley deserves that. All of the blood, sweat, and tears that Mike Conley put into the organization, he deserves that from you, and you should give it to him. All right. We didn't have too much WNBA news, uh, but then again, with Soul Plane Dirk, boy, <laughs> Soul Plane Dirk is something. We get in here, and, and me and him, and it's, it's just, you know, Coach Luke and Soul Plane Dirk, everybody loves it when Soul Plane Dirk is in the All Things Basketball Podcast building. Everybody. I can even tell everybody gets excited when he's coming. And it's a beautiful thing because Soul Plane Dirk has an excellent basketball mind. And, of course, don't forget All Things Basketball Podcast at the NBA Draft, baby. We're all going to be in the building. Coach Luke. Soul Plane Dirk, Image, Dange, Mel Crack. We all going to be in the building. All The whole All Things Basketball Podcast team is going to be in the building. We're going to be deep, and we're going to have some fun. And it's definitely going to be visual. That show is going to be visual on IGTV, Instagram TV, and Facebook Live. And if you didn't catch it, I will be recurring and running them over and over if you didn't catch it. On the night of the draft, you'll be able to go to All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, tap the Facebook Live to see everything that happened at the draft, and you can also catch it on my Instagram page. You can also catch the draft information and all of the things we did at the draft visual. Everything will be visual for the draft with All Things Basketball Podcast. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing, man. I'm going to tell you, that draft, I can't wait. I'm excited. Again, we didn't get into, uh, you know, like I said, we, we really didn't have a chance to get into the WNBA. Now, there's a new power ranking in the WNBA. All right? We've got a new power ranking already. And, and you know, like Coach Luke said, I really thought, you know, when Sue Bird went down for the defending champion, Seattle Storm, I mean, hey, I thought we were going to see a change then, but they kind of kept Seattle right there at that moment. But now, right now, 
I have a new power ranking in front of me, you know. And, of course, we're waiting for Sue Bird, but she probably won't get back this year. L.I., Sue Bird, of course. We got to pull for the L.I., but she probably won't be back this year because, again, like I told you, the WNBA season is not that long. I think it might be, and don't hold me, but I think it might be 30, 30 plus games in the playoffs, maybe 35 tops. All right. So, so, you know, when you have these type of knee surgeries, you might see Sue Bird at the end of the year. And then again, you might not, but let's get into the new power ranking for the WNBA. At number one, wow. Las Vegas Ace. Las Vegas Ace is number one in the new WNBA power ranking. Number two, the Connecticut Sun. Number three, well, the Washington Mystics was number three in the beginning of the um, power ranking, and they're sitting put at number three, the Washington Mystics. You know, Elena Deladon, phenomenal player. Wow. And so, you know, the Washington Mystics, they're sitting put at number three. And, of course, at number four, and I'm pretty sure when the Las Vegas Ace handled the L.A. Spark, it dropped the L.A. Sparks because now the L.A. Sparks is number four in the power ranking. So we have... The Las Vegas Ace at one, the Connecticut Sun at two, the Washington Mystics at three, and the Los Angeles Spark at four. And that's the the latest uh, WNBA power ranking from the WNBA office. All right. Oh, okay. All right. So now, you know, as I always tell you, Coach Luke keeps the Instagram feed open. You know, you got any questions, you know, you can come at me with those questions. And here go one right now. Jackie Young. Jackie Young. Do I feel Jackie Young should play more? Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I'm very impressed with this young lady, Jackie Young. I'm telling you. And, and I'm, I'm a little surprised, but I shouldn't be because Jackie Young was the number one pick in the WNBA, all right? But the amount of messages I get on my Instagram about Jackie Young is phenomenal. You know, you guys are making Coach Luke look for Jackie Young a whole lot more. Now, I've always watched Jackie Young, especially when she was at Notre Dame. She's just an excellent talent. Now she's a member of the Las Vegas Ace, all right? And she's in her rookie season, all right? But but should she play more? Well, I haven't seen her a lot at the pro level just yet, all right? I did see a clip on TV as far as her scoring her first points last night as a professional player. But believe me, Jackie Young's going to score or a ton of points as a professional. So, you know, don't worry about that. She's going to score a lot of points as a professional. But she scored her first points last night. Now, the question is, should she, you think she should be playing more? Well, oh, okay. Well, see, this is coming from the Vegas area. Have you been to any of the Las Vegas Ace games? Because, I haven't seen much of the Las Vegas Ace, but I'll tell you this about that team. They have a lot of veterans on that team, and they have a lot of ballers on that team. And what winds up happening is Jackie Young is the number one pick, so you're going to see her a lot more, all right? If she's not playing a lot right now, believe me, she will be playing because she's the number one pick, and you don't sit any number one pick. But they're probably working Jackie Young in slowly because she's coming straight out of college and now she's a professional. And remember what Coach Luke said. There's a maturation. There's, there's something called the maturation where that player, and there's very few players 
male or female, that jump into the professional ranks and perform at the drop of a hat at a high level. It takes time. So what's going on with Jackie Young? Don't worry. What's going on with her? It's going to take some time for Jackie Young to really, really get herself situated as a professional ball player. So that's what's happening with Jackie Young. And it's, it's a maturation thing. It's, it's slow. You know, it's, it, they're gonna, they're gonna walk Jackie Young in to becoming a professional slow. And that's the best thing. That's the best thing for her. Cause then when she gets it down pat, man, you're gonna see some player. Cause I know just from what I've seen her in college and as I see her, you know, doing in the WNBA, Jackie Young is a phenomenal talent, and she's going to be a superstar. Now, I can tell you that much about Jackie Young. So thank you very much for that question. Again, I I, I hope I helped a whole lot and hope you have a great weekend, but I'm not too sure because I haven't seen a lot of Jackie Young as a professional. But I do know this. She's not going to be sitting too too long. She's she's going to be playing because she's the number one pick in the WNBA. You can't sit her. She's got to play. And I know for a fact she won't hurt you. Once again, tap in, people. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button if you need good training. You guys know what to do. Hey, we keep it rolling. We're going to keep it rolling here, All Things Basketball Podcast. All right? Share, like, download. Come on. Let's go, people. Let's do it. Okay. The New York Knicks. Wow. Again, we were just talking about one Mitchell Robinson with the Knicks. Man, you guys trying to get me excited about the Knicks all over again. Well, one Cam Reddish was interviewed by the New York Knicks brass. The New York Knicks walked away from the interview and was very impressed with Cam Reddish. Well, Cam Reddish is a baller, man. Cam Cam Reddish can play some ball. And he's a legit 6'8". He's 6'8". He can play some ball. Now, will you pick him before you pick R.J. Barrett? Uh, You know, that's apples and oranges. It depends on what you're looking for. But I'll tell you this. You know, let let Coach Luke put on his GM hat for a second. I would still go with J.R. Barrett. Why? You already have Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is playing that position already, and he's phenomenal. He just came off his rookie season. So, you know, one of the things that will happen is you don't want to get a player that plays identical to another player that you just picked. So I I get the fact that the Knicks, and again, all of these teams in the top eight are talking. You rest assured that the Knicks made this public so that all of the other teams could hear how impressed they are with Cam Reddish. Because teams that want or want to pick Cam Reddish, and he's definitely, to me, Cam Reddish is going in the top five. You know, a lot of people are saying he dropped because of his uh, a tournament play. I don't believe it. Coach Luke doesn't believe it. He's too talented to drop, all right? And so Cam Reddish is going in the top five. And so what the New York Knicks are doing are they're throwing out feelers. They're letting it be known every young guy that comes into the Knicks building, are they impressed with them or are they so-so? And and so what's coming out of the New York Knicks building is that they're very, very impressed with Cam Reddish, okay? Now, from what I understand, John Morant will be in the metropolitan area the beginning of next week. Because remember, the draft is coming up, people. We've got about 
maybe two and a half, three weeks, and the NBA draft will be upon us. And Coach Luke is so, so excited. Again, once again, All Things Basketball Podcast, we are in the building for the draft. But let's get back to it. John Moran will be in New York to deal with the Brooklyn Nets and to deal with my New York Knicks. He's going to talk to Brass on both sides. That's what these young guys have to do now. The only guy that's not moving around is Zion Williamson. And the reason why Zion Williamson is not moving around, frankly, no matter how much these other guys and other pieces might move around, we know David Griffin, um, president of operations for the New Orleans Pelicans, has made it known he will be picking Zion Williamson. So the only guy in the top eight of the young guys that's coming out this year that's not moving around and meeting teams and talking and having these meetings with different executives, finding out what these young men are all about before they make the pick is Zion Williamson. There's no need for him to move around. The Pelicans have already made their choice. He is going to be the number one pick at the NBA draft. So he's the only young guy out of all of these guys, Jared Culliver, John Moran, R.J. Barrett, all of these guys that's coming out. Um, Zion Williamson is the only one, the only one that is not, making his rounds, uh, making his trips around the league to the top eight teams. He's the only one. But the other guys, they are. And it behooves them to because they really, you know, they might be. He's the only one etched in stone out of all of these young guys. And so, you know, we know where Zion Williamson will be. Once again, tap in, people. You got to tap in. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. If you need good training, hit the email button. We got a lot of great coaches on deck, baby. Tap in, tap in, tap in. Hit the download. Like, share, share your comments. Again, the Instagram feed is open. You got any questions, any training questions. I love those training questions because I'm a coach. I love those training questions because I'm a coach. All right. Kyrie Irving did not attend his exit interview for the Boston Celtics. He did not attend his exit interview with Danny Ainge. That's alarming. Well, it's alarming to some. But when we saw Kyrie Irving get up off the Celtic bench when they were playing Milwaukee and leave the bench. Is that anybody, are you really surprised that that he missed his exit interview at the end of the year? Now, exit interview, every team and every player has it. It's at the end of your season. You go upstairs and you talk to the general manager about, what you plan on doing for the summer, where you're going to work out, are you going to play in the summer league, all all different things. And the general manager also starts to ask you questions. What are you going to do? You're getting paid a lot of money. So, so you know, it's, it's a team's right to get a handle on what you plan on doing for the summer, and also what you plan on doing, even if you tell the general manager, hey, I'm relaxing. I'm not playing any basketball till September. It's your prerogative to tell them that. But it's just a feel of that exit interview. So what we're getting now is that Kyrie Irving did not attend his exit interview. Actually, Coach Luke's not surprised. Again, like I said, once he got up, and walked into the locker room and left his teammates out there to play the last couple of minutes of the game against the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, you could tell he didn't want to be a Boston Celtic anymore. That there showed 
me, I know me personally, I don't even think uh, General Manager Ainge was surprised that Kyrie didn't show up. I mean, but it's news. It's news, and so Coach Luce has to tell it to you. But I'm not surprised that Kyrie Irving didn't show up at his exit interview. Actually, hey, I'm hearing a few of the Boston Celtics didn't show up to the exit interview. Well, there's a lot of turmoil in that Boston Celtic building. There's a lot of turmoil, and there's a lot of disgruntled players in that building. I'll tell you what, they had enough talent to be the number one seed in the East. And i tell you what, they really weren't, you know, if they focused on basketball and only basketball, they probably could have been the number one seed. But i tell you, the whole year, things have been coming out of that Boston area. And as far as the Boston building, how there's so much turmoil. Guys don't like each other. They don't even want to share the same space. And when you have that, you have that. You know, we were just talking about how happy Kawhi Leonard is in his space, in the Rapture uniform, and how all of the guys on the Raptors are smiling and everything. Well, that's not the case in Boston. That's not the case in Boston. And so Kyrie Irving uh, didn't attend his exit, I mean, excuse me, his exit interview, all right? And so it's the writing is on the wall. Kyrie will probably not be, probably not be a Boston Celtic next season. All right. The name of this episode is One Down. Did you guys see the game one last night? What a game. I got one name to say, Pascal Siakam. I want to say it again. He had such a great game. Pascal Siakam. Wow. Wow. And this is what I was telling Soul Plain Dirk. He is a matchup problem. Why? Because he runs the floor all night long. He's very high energy. And they really couldn't stop him from getting to the spots on the floor. They really couldn't, the, the, the Golden State Warriors couldn't stop him from getting to different spots on the floor. So the Toronto Raptors take a one-game lead, 118-109, and they're up in the series one nothing against the defending champion Golden State Warriors, and it was an excellent game. Danny Green came out of his slump. Marcus Saul was hitting threes, all right? Hey, Sergi Baca played good. I mean, they got a little bit from everybody. And, of course, I didn't mention Kawhi because Kawhi is going to be Kawhi. He didn't have a great game, but he had just a, just a, he had a good game, a good enough game to where, you know, he, he had a good enough game to where he contributed and helped his team and it always plays excellent defense. So, you know, he played a great game, too. All right. And so the Toronto Raptors take a one game lead. All right. And so it's a wonderful, wonderful thing, you know, and, you know, Coach Luke picks Toronto to win it all. And I'm thinking it'll go seven. Hey, I'll tell you what. They played some basketball last night. Now, Golden State made a push at the end. Golden State made a real strong push at the end, but they held them off. They held off Golden State. Toronto really played an excellent game. And what they did was they smothered the three-pointer. They smothered the perimeter. If you could see, Steph Curry was trying to shoot threes, but he had to dive in and shoot floaters. And it was very, very effective. Very effective. So kudos to the Toronto Raptors. It's early. All right, and that's why the name of this episode is One Down because this is just the beginning of the series, but the Toronto Raptors are up one nothing with game 2 on Sunday, and it's just going to be an exciting, exciting, very exciting uh NBA finals. I'm going to enjoy it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. You know, it's going to be excellent, and you got to watch 
Golden State, they're the best at making adjustments. They are the best at making adjustments. You don't win all of the championships that Golden State has won these recent years without making adjustments. So this is going to be an up-and-down series. Coach Luke is not fooled to think that this is not going to go deep. We're going to go six or seven games one way or the other, Toronto or Golden State. This is not going to be, you know, I was hearing around, oh, it might go five or it might be a sweep. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Have you been watching the Raptors lately? So this is going to be an excellent, excellent series, and I just can't wait to game two. Tap in, man. Tap in. I keep saying it. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. If you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Hit the email button. Tap in. All right? Let's go, people. Well, TGIF, another wonderful episode. Episode 12, One Down. It's been a ball. I'll see you guys on Monday. Good night. God bless.